Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Welcome to breakfast. You're listening to Morning Shot. I'm Lin Lee. With the COVID-19 pandemic behind us, Singapore's tourism is inching back to pre-pandemic levels. Latest data from the Singapore Tourism Board shows that international visitor arrivals climbed to 1.42 million in July. And that's driven by a stronger return of Chinese travellers, which more than doubled from June, passing the 200,000 mark for the first time since January 2020. But the industry is not celebrating just yet, as local tour operators are reportedly facing a shortage of manpower amidst rising costs. For more insights, we're joined by Associate Professor Lau Kong Chin from the School of Business at the Singapore University of Social Sciences. A very good morning to you, Professor. Hi, good morning, Lin. Now, tourism took a big hit during COVID, but borders have reopened for a while now. And the industry is well and truly back in business. So what interesting observations have you made so far? And how are those trends changing up the industry? Well, for one thing, um, you're very right. The industry is really picking up uh, fast and furious. Uh, We are back to 80% of pre-pandemic. And interestingly, the Middle East has surpassed the uh, arrival rates of pre-pandemic. And Europe and the US are very close back to where they were. And Asia is still picking up close about 54%. Mm-hmm. And very much this is based on the delay of uh, China opening up. And uh, Singapore is doing very well. We have already hit almost about 83% of pre-pandemic level. Mm-hmm. And I think new trends, are, you know, people are, some are old trends and some are new trends. A lot of people are coming back to Singapore because of our shopping, mm-hmm. our entertainment. Particularly, if you look at the concert tourism that's happening uh, recently. Mm-hmm. And also, people are coming for getaways, cultural heritage tours, and ecotourism. Uh, something that's uh, also picking up uh, very fast. You get that with other countries as well. So, why are the Chinese travellers choosing Singapore over other countries in the region? Okay, um, I think the Chinese tourists are attracted to Singapore very much because uh, I think they're very curious to what we have to offer. Mm-hmm. If you look at the statistics, interestingly, 60% of Chinese tourists are first-time visitors to Singapore. So we can tell that there are a lot that they are looking forward to and only about 20, high 20s to 30% are repeat visitors. So there are still a lot of potential for the, the amount of visitors from China coming to visit us. And basically, we are here primarily for a lot for the shopping. Uh, Singapore is known to be a shopping haven in the past, and mm. I'm sure now as well. Researchers have shown that many of them like to travel to Asher Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I think uh, Singapore is known for, not just for various brands, international uh, retail brands that we have, but also for the authentic and genuine products that we sell. So people trust what we have here. And food. So they give them the assurance. <laughs> and also familiarity with the language. Yes. Uh, a lot of us speak Chinese here in Singapore, so I think they like that as well. Okay, this influx of Chinese tourists, how big of a difference is it making to our tourist dollars? And how do they measure up against visitors from other countries? Oh, that is huge. Uh, I think if you look at just pre-pandemic level, like the Chinese tourist uh, is the number one, uh, contribute to the number one ranking for tourism arrival to Singapore. I think back in 2018 or 19, it's about 3.63 million uh, in a year, and they stay about three days. And that constitutes to about 19% of all tourist arrival to Singapore. That's about 80%. Uh, that's huge. And in terms of money, contribution to economy is about 
four over billion dollars. That's about fourteen percent of all receipts mm. of all tourists that come to Singapore. Mm. And if you look deeper into it, as I said, Singapore is a shopping haven. Forty-nine to fifty percent of their spending in Singapore is no surprise shopping. So more tourists means more business for our tour agencies, but at the same time, we're hearing local tour operators saying that they are facing a shortage of manpower amidst rising costs. Can you put this into context for us? Why is it so challenging for them to hire more manpower? What we see is that there is an employment structural change that is caused by COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Many people have left this sector when the international tourism nosedive and goes to zero during the period of 2020-2021. So all these people couldn't find jobs and they have to uh, look for jobs elsewhere. So tour agencies need uh, tour guides for tours, bus drivers, and all these people have moved on. So this is one of the biggest challenges, how to attract new blood into the industry. And potentially those who have uh, left the industry could draw some of them back, but most of them will move on. They have reskilled, upskilled into new jobs, establishing new careers. It is quite unlikely that they will turn back unless this industry turns into to be very lucrative and very attractive in the future, which we could do that. So looking at this problem, how do you think jobs in the tourism space can be transformed to not just attract but also retain talent? Uh, like I say, the uh, COVID-19 has created an employment structural change. And this industry was not easy, right? These long mm-hmm. hours mm-hmm. and uh, pay was not uh, as competitive to other industries. And the industry has to take a look at this. And I think to attract and retain talent, three important factors uh, should be looked at, such as salary, job security, and work flexibility. Because I think job security could be important now, given the fact that many of those who work in this sector have been sparked by the COVID-19 episode. And if you look at what Singapore is doing, I think uh, the government has done a great job by starting the ball rolling, introducing the skills framework for tourism sector, professional tourism companies can actually start encouraging these employees to attend and upskill themselves at these courses. And this will give them recognition for their skills and provide them for a better career path down the road. And at SUSS here, where I teach, we have a wide range of CET courses for adult learners for them to pick up new skills. So for instance, right, if they can equip bus drivers with other skills, he or she can be deployed to perform other tasks and just enjoy a better sense of job security. I think reports have shown that you know many people do not want to be bus drivers for, for tour agencies because it's, it's long hours and it's a very mundane job. There's no job satisfaction. So similarly, this can be expanded to other tourism industries to learn more flexible skills that can be transferred to other industries so that they also can obtain a sense of job security. And besides that, probably the uh, businesses in this tour area should also look at offering job flexibility. I think uh, in current times, a lot of people are looking at job, what you call uh, job flexibility, giving them some time for their own hobbies and work-life balance. With the green voice getting stronger, eco-friendly destinations are increasingly being favoured by tourists, making sustainability a key priority to focus on. So how does Singapore fare on that front? Could you perhaps name some areas that we can improve on? I think uh, Singapore is also a very active and uh, showing very encouraging work in this area to embrace sustainability practices, particularly in the tour industry. Tourism is definitely on the rise uh, globally. So, for instance, tourists today are increasingly choosing sustainable accommodations, for instance, so that they can help reduce the negative impact on the environment. And also, this will also impact other industries 
other sectors in the industry, such as the B&B. So in terms of accommodations, I see quite a number of our hotels in the hospitality sector are already taking initiatives. Mm-hmm. For instance, like the Grand Hyatt, uh, they have adopted a philosophy of not wasting the waste and they upcycle variety of waste into useful materials such as organic fertilizers. And that, that is a good example of telling and showing their guests that, you know, if you come to us, you are actually practicing sustainability. Another mm-hmm. good local hospitality business here is the Escort, right, which is our local brand with the initiative of Escort Care. And I think they have uh, introduced one of their brands, uh, Somerset, right, which is also catered to families with eco-minded uh, mindset. So if you look at their establishments, they use eco-friendly materials like yeah. food, mm-hmm. you know, for their design. Mm-hmm. And they also introduce like the reward programs for their guests, right? If they practice sustainability, they give them reward points that they can exchange mm-hmm. for discount. So that's only in the accommodation hospital center. If you look at tour programs, right? If you look at the FTB website, there are quite a number of EOT programs already in Singapore. For instance, like tours to Ulawubin, cycling tours, kayaking to Pulau Ketam, biking excursions to the city and introducing people to different eatery places that you can find there. And of course, Singapore has quite a number of well-known Michelin Award eateries, so that will couple very well with mm. uh, this activity. We are doing very well in that area. Of course, more can be done. There's still a lot of places in Singapore that would open up for tourists who would like to explore, to have more adventure. Adding to that, Singapore is in the midst of redeveloping Mandai and Sentosa is also set to be revitalised with three projects nearing completion. Do you think those attractions are enough to draw more tourists? Or should Singapore be turning its attention to other aspects such as business travel? Well, uh, I have done some research in uh, tourism and one of the key drivers uh, that really motivate tourists is novelty. And Singapore, actually like Sentosa, as you mentioned, has presented themselves quite well after COVID-19. Mm. This is for the search of visitors. You just look at uh, what Sentosa have done recently. They have introduced grilled fresh, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, grilled cuisines all over the world. Sentosa, to cater for the well-being and those who want well-being and relaxation. You're going to have droop out end of the year. I don't know whether you are <laughs> there, right? Uh, yeah, and new attractions like Tipsy Unicorn, Fish Club, Palawan at Sentosa, Kidzania is going to come back again, and yeah. USS is going to have a minion attraction. So a lot of new things, novelty, uh, and I think they have their strategy, right? Mm-hmm. So I think besides Sentosa, I think uh, other places within Singapore are, are trying that direction as well. So I think uh, from business, right, I think probably the MICE direction definitely is a good way to attract more tourists for mm-hmm. business tourists. But I think for MICE, it takes time for such a big business event. Mm-hmm. The, you, there's some lag time to prepare, to get international uh, uh, business people to draw them in and big mm-hmm. companies. But I think retail tourism is a faster way of bringing people in. And uh, of course, accompanied by the business part, things will look much brighter down the road. Mm, fun and exciting times in terms of tourism in Singapore indeed thanks for your time today Prof Lau thank you Nice talking to you. Uh, we've Bye. been speaking with Associate Professor Lau Kong Chin from the School of Business at Singapore University of Social Sciences. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.